Okay, so I'm going to do a proper introduction because last time we didn't really. Um, so if you didn't know us, it was kind of a bit confusing. So I apologize that we are still learning. <laughs> but I'm has Danny's not here at the moment. She's in Sydney doing, uh, well, doing Danny stuff. Um, I'm in Canberra, but I'm Haz, and I am a 24-year-old mountain bike racer from Australia. I ride for Trek bikes, and I do all kinds of things like free riding stuff and crank work stuff. And I'm here with my good friend, Mike Ross. Mike, would you like to give us an introduction? Good evening, good morning, <laughs> good whenever you're listening to this. Whatever time. Hope you're having a great day, evening, whatever. And tell us if someone doesn't know who you are. If someone was to ask you who you are, what you do, what would you say? Uh, I'm Mike and I ride bikes. <laughs> you ride bikes. All right, I'll do my own introduction then, what I would introduce you as. Uh, trick machine. Absolute park rat. <laughs> and general weapon on a bike. Um... I think most people know you from, I guess, your tricks. That's pretty much, I think, what you're known for. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd say that for sure. And you came from BMX, but we don't like to talk about BMX. <laughs> I came from BMX freestyle, so a lot of people think I came from like BMX racing, but the only sort of racing I ever did growing up was like a little bit of motocross when I was like 12. Yeah, I've seen you at Melbourne BMX. Can confirm you're not a racer. <laughs> no, you've gotten a lot better. Yeah. The same as pump track. I feel like your pump track skills have gotten like insanely better compared to when I first saw you do pump track. Oh, I mean, when did you do, how many crank works have you done where you've done pump track? Uh, one. One. Yeah, and you got top 32, didn't you? Yeah, I made it top 32. Did you get 32nd? Or did you get uh, first? Yeah, I think I did because I first um, Tommy. Tommy, yeah. And he was a world champion. That's very sad. That's what I do every time. <laughs> you can put it back on if you want. I've just pulled the mic off the stand by accident. We've still got some technical things. We are in our testing phase of the podcast. I'm just going to hang on to it. Just hang on to it? Yeah. Yeah, so you went from, I guess that's what I do every time at Crankworks is I qualify like eighth and go against the fastest yeah god damn it (laughs) i've got to start qualifying faster but it's hard oh it's yeah next level it's so like it's the same with seeding actually no it's not because seeding doesn't really have a consequence in downhill yeah well seeding is just your run order and like i can go hard i'm like whatever like nationals that seating in the rain, when it rained, I was like, yes, oh, let's just like have fun to get down. Yeah, I'm, I like the mud and I like ride the mud fairly well. We like the mud. <laughs> I like it, but I don't think, I wouldn't consider myself good at riding in the wet, not yet anyways. Yeah. I don't think we ride in enough here. Uh, yeah, well, Australia's dry. But like, <laughs> I'm half British, so I feel like I should get better at it. <laughs> but, um,. I think there's a, I'm just going to kind of just go over a few things. These are my kind of questions. Um, and then at the end we'll go to some questions that everyone else kind of was interested in asking you. Sweet. Um, so first, a little bit about Highline. Um, so first of all, this is the first time you've been – first time we've both been to Highline. 
Um, definitely the biggest I've ever gone for with it. So I looked at last few events and like the last few years and the course was definitely not what it was this year. Um, so talk us through what that was like and I guess the result and how you feel about that and all that. So Highline for me started like probably six months out from when basically since they announced it, I was like, cool. I just had my head down, trying to get dialed on the hardtail and just get the bigger tricks that I wanted to do dialed in. So, and then before Highline, we had national champs the weekend before. So we were mm. in Tassie for two weeks before Highline and we were on our way home. So basically, I caught the boat from Tassie back to the mainland and then on the Friday, went straight into practice, like Friday afternoon. Straight into it. You're wearing your party shirt too. Yeah, this, uh, the new Fox stuff. It's like Very impressed. Party shirt. Freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was a good one. Everyone got in some a good day then of riding and yeah. the day of was really sick and the weather turned up for us. Yeah. We got pretty lucky. 100%. Um, so basically with that, um, well, I guess it was pretty important to you considering, I guess, uh, what your focus is, is like slope style and speed and style. This is really at the moment or up until now, like the only really event in Australia of that kind. Um, but talk us through, I guess, uh, the tricks that you wanted. Did you get everything that you kind of thought you were going to get? I, yeah, definitely. Like everything I did, I knew I could land 100%. My second run was definitely going to be like a Hail Mary sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you think you would have, um, so I guess you would probably agree with this as well, saying the main downfall for you points-wise was just the drop. Yeah, flat drop. Was the fact that you hadn't really tricked anything off a flat drop before, which is fair enough. I don't think there's anything in Australia besides that Highline one to practice off? No, there's nothing built like that. I actually measured up a bit of a, a flat drop off the roof here at home. Yeah. You've got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Exactly. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, so you're, was there anything that changed? Was the Like when you saw the course, did you think you were going to have to change stuff up? I think everything up, I definitely changed it up as I wrote it. Like, yeah. I didn't expect to front flip the second jump. Yeah. Like, I was definitely going to do front flip on the last. But in practice, I just sent a few front flips and they just worked so perfectly. So I was like, oh, well, look, I'll go for my. I pretty much did my third place run without the 360 whip on the, the step down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did it all in practice, like, no worries. So I was, like, super confident going into it. Yeah. I was a little surprised that you didn't pull a 360 whip until your run because I've seen you do them a lot more than I've seen you do front flips or, or 720s. Yeah. Um, was that because of the feature or was it any re- reason? Um, basically the feature. Like, yeah. I knew 360 whips for me are, like, pure muscle memory. Like, yeah. I don't really think about doing it. I just get my feet on the pedals in the right position and then I just let it go. Yeah, sweet. And like, as soon as I landed, like, 
feet off her was perfect and then looked up at the next bird. I was like, green my teeth. Yeah. So once you got like, that. Yes, we're on, like, and then I was just super pumped for the rest of it. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, once you get that, you're like almost like, oh, I have to get, everything has to go, I have to do everything now. Yeah, after that, I was like, it is on, like. Yeah, that was good. That was sick. And then I guess once you knew that you were in third, you could just kind of cruise down for your second run. Yeah, well, I looked at the scores because they had live scoring. And um, even with my second run that I had planned, it definitely, it wouldn't have taken first place any anyway if any yeah. on fire. Yeah. Benny and Lenny on fire. Yeah. And you guys were going to do a party lap and then Lenny had a flat tyre. Yeah, no. Oh, perfect time. But um, there's a little bit of relief after that. Were you, I guess, this is kind of your event, your style event out of any of like the sort of disciplines. Does that make it more nerve, like more nerve-wracking for you than a regular event or not really? Um, I think it does because I... Not that I don't care when I'm racing, but it definitely adds. Like you expect more from yourself, like, maybe? Yeah, I expect more from myself. Like the annual races, uh, they go to national champs, and their downhill races is what they do, right? So they yeah commit more, even if it's only on a, like a subconscious level. I I definitely committed more to to that weekend for sure. Yeah, and then I guess that makes sense, um, because it's what you specialize in you kind of want to do well in um you don't really feel that as much in the downhill um i guess if you get a good result in downhill it's like a bonus kind of thing oh um, yeah oh, don't get me wrong like i definitely try my absolute hardest yeah oh yeah um, when it comes to the slope style sort of thing i definitely i definitely turned it up that weekend for sure yeah, and you're really good at doing that. I think one of um, the best things you do is perform under pressure and at events. Like I've seen it at Crankworks in Speed and Style and at Highline. Um, you do that really well. Have you always done that really well? Um, I just think I've done it for so long. Like yeah. I love riding in competition. Yeah. Like, um, I did a lot of BMX competitions and freestyle competition so it's like very very similar sort of thing and um yeah with the whole um judging and that kind of thing as well yeah that's right i'm used to the whole it's kind of up in the air with judging like it's not just the clock as well so i'm used to that sort of thing as well yeah sick and um so speaking of crankworks you we both sort of only really started crankworks a few years ago i think i started one before you i think i did whistler 2018, and then you did Roto 19. Yeah, I did the whole season of 19, yeah. Um, and so you had a really good result in the first speed and style, um, which I guess kind of gave you put your name out there a little bit in terms of the crankwork scene, which um, I think was really good for that, sort of got you the sort of invites back. Definitely, yeah. And some confidence that you could probably do it. I guess when you went to crankworks for the first time, you didn't really know anything like me about crankworks at all. No, I knew nothing. Like, yeah. I brought my Sanford Bronson. Yeah. I didn't even own a hardtail at the time. I didn't really know. Like, the Roto Speed Style track is definitely a hardtail track. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. I was like, oh, there might be like some other trail bikes there. I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm just all right. Well, run what you're wrong. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, worked out pretty good there. Yeah, it did. Um, and you got top sixteen in that one, um, which was cool to see. Yeah. Um, it was funny watching the replays and the commentators talking about you and saying, oh, I don't know that that was the best bike. <laughs> To pick and it's like well uh, he didn't yeah. really have a choice <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't bike. like he had six bikes in the back <laughs> and he was like yeah i'm gonna go with the jewelry yeah like that's gonna be the fastest way but the, <laughs> that, no, that must have been crazy though i guess to go to an event like that on a jewelry because i guess you hadn't really been doing tricks on a jewelry for very long no nah. at all no nah, so the weekend before i went to rotorua Myself and a friend of mine, Troy Harrodin, is a filmer and a really good BMX rider. Um, we went to Green Valley's bike park and we just had a trick session to see what, yeah, see what I could get done on the bike that I had. Yeah, it's crazy. And you were doing flip naps? Yeah. Yeah, on the big dog. Flip naps, and then I was just doing big super seat grabs. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty high. Well, <clears throat> it was enough to get me through, so I just kept doing that every time. Yeah, it was safe enough just to sit in every time, and they looked awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then you went to Innsbruck, and you had the hard time. Remember, you only build that up like the week of or yeah, something. Yeah, so I got back from Rotorua, and I'm like, sweet, I need to build a hardtail and start riding. Yeah, or if I'm from a mate, um, Christo, and yeah, I was just riding for a bike while I was in the works of getting myself one built up and I finished building it the night. I think we flew out at 6am the next morning and I was packing it. I was riding down the street for the first time yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, your first, I guess, run on it would have been on the track for Speed and Star. Yeah. And you only did Speed and Star then? Or did you do Pump Track? Um... No, I just did speed. Yeah. At Roto, you did slalom. Yeah, I did slalom, yeah. Good time. Got some In practice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's funny. Yeah, no. Slalom is hard. Oh, it's so much fun, but it's probably one of the hardest things you've ever done. It's hard too because it each, like, um, it's not the same as, I don't know, it's just every course at every, like, location changes so much. And some suit other people, and then some suit like different people, and then other times it's better to have a jewelry, and then other times it's better to have a hard towel. Yeah, for sure. And like, what did you think of uh, the last Rotorua slalom? That was a popular one for people. Yeah, oh, that was probably one of the funnest slalom tracks ever. Like, had this, we started off in these little tight berms, and then like a weird off camber mm. down over like a sort of rhythmy roller set into these tight berms. And then sort of like a super crush straight where you gap onto a tabletop, gap off it, and then into this stall wall, which everyone was pumped on. Like, yeah, it was very different. After that, everyone went home and built one, like a freaking yeah. pile, built one. And yeah, straight acres, yeah. these stall walls because it was just like every time. Yeah, that was a cool one. That was different for me. I thought I was going to ride better on it than I think I did, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit more BMX-y, but it wasn't really, which is, it looked like it would be because, like, the, the rhythm. 
Yeah, it looked super pump tracky, but then once you... It was really aggressive, like... Yeah. Yeah, I think if I could change anything, I probably would have gone to my jewellery for that. Yeah. I think oh, that would have been the main thing. But next time. I'm so much better on a jewellery now anyways. <laughs> yeah. Our times have changed. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been... I only feel like this year I'm actually, like, feeling what a problem... Like, being able, being able to ride a mountain bike, like how I rode a BMX... Yeah. I don't think it took that long yeah. to feel like that, like, I don't know, like, that same level of, like, bike control that I had. And it's weird because you think you have it straight away and then you look back and you're like, wow, I, like, did not know how to work the suspension. Like, I did not know how to, like, whip a mountain bike or anything like that. Yeah, 100%. But you don't really notice. Like, like you don't really notice until later on. And it's a lot of it's more confidence than anything else, like, yeah. Definitely have the skills, but like confidence is something that you just gradually build until it like yeah, then you're off. Yeah, having I mean, a downhill bike definitely gotten me pretty comfortable with some tricks and some bigger stuff. Oh, for sure. The stuff you put your brow bike through. Oh, yeah, I've stopped riding now because I'm yeah. pretty sure it's destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> it is in a, not in a good shape. <laughs> That's fine. I did stuff on that that no trail bike should see. Yeah. 100%. To this day. Okay, so I have some questions, and basically, I'm going to tell you some locations around the globe. Yeah. And you were told whether you think that they are overrated or underrated. <laughs> okay. Without no shots fired, we love all these places. Yeah. Okay, the first one is Rotorua. Which bit, though? Just Rotorua town in general, do you think it's overrated or underrated? Oh, that's a tough one. In the middle? Yeah, I think it's un- I think it's underrated. I, I don't think yeah. it gets a lot of hype. I don't think it does. I mean, it, there's definitely people like it, but I think it could be hyped up more. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Like some of the enduro stuff there would be pretty sick to ride too. Yeah. All right. Um, the riding is definitely underrated. Yeah. The town itself. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Um thread bow. Threadbow. <laughs> Over or under. Oh, that's tough too. <laughs> I think I think it could be better. I think it is underrated. Okay. Because it's tough to do what they're doing up there. Yeah, that's true. And they got so many restrictions out That's there. true. Like, that's a big thing in Australia. I think a lot of people miss that about Trevor. Like, it's not just a mountain bike park. Yeah. It's international park, which must make things so hard. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, Queenstown. Queenstown. That is, like, personally, that place is... One of the best places. Yeah. It lives up to the hype. It lives up to the hype, definitely. Would you agree that Whistler lives up to the hype as well? Yeah. I think Whistler gets a lot of hype. Whistler gets a lot of hype, but it's... You go there and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. people talk about the Whistler Blues, like, when you come home. Mm, yeah. Like, I remember my first trip, or my only trip there, got home from... Crankworks, and I don't think I'm, I'm packed my bikes out of the bag for like. It makes you a week. not want to ride, yeah. You're like, 
what's the point? Yeah, yeah, because that would be so good at it. I've been thinking for so much, so much recently about like I cannot wait to be on a plane and oh. thinking I'm about to, like I just cannot wait for that first like yeah. jumping on the chairlift and being like I'm about to ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Like it's been a long time for everyone, I guess. More so for me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely for you. Everyone feel bad for me. Yeah, you definitely crashed and burned <laughs> and missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, I think when that happens, hopefully maybe next year, um, it'll be good. It'll be one of those, yeah, it's definitely pretty iconic i definitely regret not being at some of the earlier ones sort of when they first started like when they first started having slope style there and stuff like that they had some pretty insane courses there okay. yeah oh i'd like just like the whistle one that's where they had like oh, yeah. some of the first slope style joyride stuff yeah so that would be pretty sick but in the meantime we've got new zealand and that's a pretty close second i would say I'm seriously considering moving. <laughs> just bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do this up and sell it for like double the price and then leave. Live like a king. My cross flips houses. Yeah. Off deck, baby. Flips tables. <laughs> and this is my cross, the bike rider, not the lawyer. I've been watching a lot of suits recently. Oh, I get that a lot. And I'm actually liking it a lot, so <laughs> new obsession. Um, okay, so thought I'd get your thoughts on this as well. This is sort of sticking with the overrated, underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could name one or a few writers that you think not not necessarily in Australia, but that you think are extremely underrated, who would you say? Someone that you think deserves a bit more I guess I don't know, someone that you think is just underrated. Someone who's underrated. I reckon has been Steve Bergen. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's definitely one of... TBS. He puts, Steve puts out some good content. He is like... Yeah, insane. 100%. As well as... Who's that? Um, happy Endings, yeah. Happy Endings? Oh, um... Is it... Um, he wears like a white fox kit or something. It's like a white wolf kit. White wolf kit, yeah. Does the front flips? Does huge fronts. Yeah, he went to um, Audi 9s, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He does like tsunami front flips. Yeah. He's definitely underrated. He's pretty cool. Um, And what about World Cup riders, like in terms of the downhill and stuff? Um, is there anyone that you think is sort of on the cusp of who do you, if we say we get a full downhill series this year, mm-hmm. um, what are your predictions, I guess, for the men and the women, if you have any? Um, I'd like to see Karen Moo yep. do good. Yeah, she's pretty, she's got some good, some good she's celebrations too, yeah. Apparently they do something about breaking broomsticks <laughs> or something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Breaking sticks. Yeah. But um, for the guys, um, I'd love to see Jackson do well. Yeah, 100%. He's had a bit of bad luck for the past couple of years here. 
national champs. Yeah, oh, definitely. But if he puts it together, or when he puts it together, yeah, he's a serious contender for sure. Yeah, it's, and I think I think the whole field is sort of going through a change in the men's and the women's, where a lot of people are coming through. Um, especially with the women's, I think the whole field is about to kind of change. Um, with sort of Valley Hole coming through and uh, all of those girls. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how close it is if we get a full season. Oh, did you watch um, Fast Life, the new season? No. Is it out? Yeah. No, they did no. like two episodes for like the last the last World Cups because they didn't have many. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's my favourite thing in the world to watch. <laughs> and like everyone sit down and watch it for like six times a year. Mostly just for Loic. Yeah, is it Loic? And Kate, sometimes in it. Kate, Courtney, yeah. and Finn. And Finn, yeah. I'm only there for Loic. That's all I care about. <laughs> but um, that and then the New World Disorder movies is pretty much what I'll force anyone to watch if I'm on my YouTube channel and you're going to watch something. It'll be one of those. Yeah. Um, speaking of those, is there any video parts, I guess, that stand out for you from, I guess, either those kind of movies or, I guess, online edits, some that, I guess, inspire you or that you still, you know, re-watch every year? Yeah, I have re-watched um, Accomplice. Yeah. It's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Seminox section and Paul Jenkins. Yeah. Their section in that is just out of control. I like a lot of the slow mo and the, the um, like close up slow mo stuff. Yeah. That and pretty much anything Seminar puts out. Like the yak. The yak. Like, how did you do it? You see, like, it, you just won X Games. The craziest thing it. about X Games is that you just, it's so hard to go up for him. Like, if any other writer put out content like that, it would blow your mind. And it still blows your mind, but it's like you're kind of expecting him to blow your mind already a little bit. You're expecting it, but he does it anyway. Yeah. It's like he, it would be so hard to just continue to go up from every edit that he does. He must yeah. – I don't even know how it's possible, but – Did somehow. you watch that exchange reel? Yeah. I watched the whole live stream thing today. Oh, I thought they lose that. Yeah, so it's got, like, all the judges and what their thoughts were on each part. Um, I think, I think, um, is it Bradge? Is that how you yeah. say his name? Yeah. I do think his one was very unique and, I don't know, it stood out a lot. Definitely. It was definitely um, people's choice for sure. I think it got the most votes for choice. Yeah. Um, I think um, Vero did a pretty sick job. Yeah. Um, not only, I guess, with the pressure of being the only woman in it, which is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And a lot of, I guess, you always have these worries that people are going to, um, you know, talk negatively about it. Yeah. So props for that. Um, I need to learn how to do corners like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so do corners sick. at all. So good. You're going to have to learn. Yeah. I think the reason I see 7-Up getting gold over 
Barrage. Barrage, yeah. Norwegian. Norwegian Viking, yeah, in the um, snow. The only reason I see him getting gold over is like the technical yeah. stuff that Seven Up did. Like his flip whipping and trail bike. It's so hard to and his comprehend. And opposite flat yeah. whipping yeah. trail bike. Like, 100%. Nobody's done that. Well, not that I'm aware of. People definitely have, but yeah. I think. Um, definitely, it's just the technical side of stuff that he did. Yeah, when you actually From break what it I, down. what I reckon, anyway. Yeah. Brad did stuff that was super unique and super, um, yeah, I guess technical as well, but in a different sort of way. Yeah. I think, and you could tell, um, I guess, Canvasink is a little bit more old school. His edit was yeah. very, like, New World Disorder. Definitely. Like, that same style. Yeah, but it proved to be timeless. Yeah, it did. And those ones kind of make you want to ride a lot. Definitely, yeah, like that gets you pumped. That flat drop off the roof. Yeah. That flat drop is like pretty notorious for BMX street riders. Yeah, okay. Dennis Anderson did a a whip off it or something in a video part. And it blew everyone's minds at the time. Yeah. And then Zinc rocks up and just flips off the same drop. Yeah, he's definitely sick. Anyone's done that on street before. And then DJ, who's one of my favourite writers. Yeah, me too. Absolutely similar. I think he's someone who's very underrated. Yeah, I agree. Um, just really stylish and everything he does is very unique. Yeah. And yeah, I actually would say he was my second favourite edit. Like I'm not talking about anything other than like my personal preference for the edits. I would say he was probably my second favourite after Bradge. But yeah, very stoked on that. I smoked through some questions from other people. I've got one or two more for me though, because you know I run this show. <laughs> um, what was the hardest thing moving from BMX to mountain biking, and what would you go back and change about that if you could? The hardest thing is probably stopping my tire from buzzing my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one thing that I, I still do <laughs> oh, I all did, the time. I did that so badly when I went to Whistler for the first time and I was on that bike that I borrowed. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no, I, like I basically didn't own a jewelry before then. Mm. And I was like sitting down just, just ripping my pants apart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. I just probably just blew the shock out to be fair. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah. What was the second part of that? What would I change? If you could go back and give yourself, like, I know, some advice or something that you would do better, if anything, would there be? What would I do better? Well, like, if you... myself back then. Would, would you train something differently? Would you focus on something more? I don't think I would change much. Yeah. I think I've had a pretty awesome run for how long I've been in. Yeah. The sport, like I've obviously just pushed as hard as I can, and yeah, I've worked as hard as I can. And I think it's hard to say yeah. you change something because everything, I guess, leads to where we are now. Yeah, which is, I guess, where you want to be. One thing I would change is probably just starting maybe like five years earlier. Just <laughs> <laughs> five years or so, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe a bit more. Yeah. Um, and then oh wait, this one's uh. 
my question still. Um, do you remember when you first met me? When I first met the nation. Uh, the first time I proper met the nation was probably at the gym, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As far as I can remember. And what was your first impression? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I was like, I've never been in a gym before. <laughs> this gym that we're at. And there's this super professional chick. Just... <laughs> It's so professional. Yeah, it was wild. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was super fun. I guess I just saw the nation doing these, like, crazy weightlifting maneuvers that <laughs> nobody else was doing, and I was like, cool, I'm just going to do some burpees over here in the corner. Some burpees and some yeah. pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I remember I watched you at um, that game. Yeah. And that was one of the last times you played rugby BMX. Do you track that one? Was that um at um Afghan would have been eighteen maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been close to that weekend. And then not too long after that we did that race at Majura where I borrowed your bike. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Took the W. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we have some questions from people online now. Um, this one's from Caroline and Pud. Oh, God. I said, when are you going to build a compound at Puddies? <laughs> build a compound at Puddies. All right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. Funding. Anyone like to put their stickers on the compound? What do we need? $500 a sticker. Black drop, burn a log. 100%. Uh, loop the loop. Loop your loop. That's yeah. fun. Go around the world. Um, <laughs> we've got front flips or back flips. I'm very new to front flips, um, but I would say front flips just because I get way more of a rush yeah. from them at the moment, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, someone asked, when will your renos be done? <laughs> when will my reno be done? <laughs> well, I just ripped out the kitchen, so... <laughs> yeah, I got his day and I was soon. like, what <laughs> the hell is going on? Yeah. I've been on a couple of months, but we're just chilling mm. this week. And then you get started on the yard, I guess. Yeah, I've, well, have, done, yeah. I've done a lot of work in the yard already. But Pulled out all that concrete. Nothing really rideable yet. Yeah, that's fair. All right, someone asked, do you miss turn downs and look backs? Oh, 100%. Mm. Like, one of those things? It's, yeah. Like, I sort of, I've semi-tried them on gun bike, but I definitely did not. Not really. It's just, not the same. Yeah. I miss a turn down and a look back for sure. Okay. Um, what would you consider your best accomplish on the bike, whether that be mountain bikes or BMX? Best accomplishment? It's probably, probably the highline third place, I reckon, just because... You got a check, a big check? That's um, <laughs> my first big check. Always wanted one. Yeah. But just the the work that I put into getting that and yeah. the commitment I needed to pull that off was like yeah. Not many people see the work you put in something. I definitely oh. work hard for that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um someone asked favourite trail. So I guess that's a pretty hard one. We gotta talk about favourite trail in Australia. Favourite trail in Oz. Mm. And it would be close to being the Medina Dam track for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty fun one. Fun as. 
Yeah, even though it was a bit of a bummer, we didn't get to ride much more. It was still, if we had to ride one track, it was a pretty good one to only ride at nationals. Yeah. Um, what do you think is your favourite trick in mountain biking? Favourite trick in mountain biking? I reckon it's uh, called three, for sure. Yeah, that could have said. Ethan Nell style. Yeah. Like on a jewelry. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, oh, and we'll go back to that one favourite trail. Is it what? What about outside of Australia? Is there any that's uh, definitely like dirt? Yeah. But like jumps. Yeah. Will you just say that one? It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What? So this is two questions, but I kind of put them together for you. So what or who motivates you? to push your riding and how do you get in the zone for hitting, you know, big lines or big jumps? Um, people around me definitely motivate me the most because I see them either progressing or having fun. It doesn't really matter, like, the level of progression or anything. Yeah. But I just get pumped on seeing other people do well and enjoy themselves. Yep. And that sort of makes me want to do the same. Yeah, for sure. And then, what does it get in the zone? Yeah, I guess if you're going to say, do a trick, I guess, uh, we can go to a specific sort of thing. We can talk about for your, for the video part that you did, one of the ones where you're kind of under the pump was, uh, the big hip doing the flip knack, um, and it started pouring rain. And you kind of, you were pretty under the pump to get it done. What was, were you just kind of in the zone already at that point? Yeah, like I was ready to go. Basically, yeah. like I've done all the preparation. There's no question, kind of, of going back after that. Yeah, it was like now, never. Yeah. I just basically every time I I drop in for something new or I weigh up like risk versus reward briefly. Yeah. I say briefly because if you think about it too much, you're sort of doomed. Yeah. But um, it's definitely a risk versus reward. Like, is doing this now going to be worth it if I'm mm. injured or yeah? is it okay if I get injured, you know? like is You think of, some things are worth it? Some of the things you just have to mull over in your head and you just, if you accept that, then you're pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Once you know that, once you know what's worth it for you and what's not, it's kind of, that's how you figure it out. Yeah, exactly. It's the biggest thing for me over the last few years is realizing once you know yourself and what you, what I guess, um, how you work and if it's worth it to you, then that's what matters, I guess. And if you, when you know what's worth it to you, that's always what, um, helps. So yeah, I guess that would be my advice is know what's worth it for you. For sure. Um, cause that's different for everyone and that's nothing wrong with that. If something's not worth yeah. it for you, then it's not worth it for you. Yeah, that's right. Like, there's yeah, unlimited scenarios. Yep. Um, okay, so we'll probably wrap this up, but I want to, I guess, ask you, you want to shout out any of your sponsors, people that support you, and um, I guess any future plans or where people can sort of watch you progress? Um, yeah, I suppose I'd like to say... Massive thanks to Pushies and the guys in there. They've definitely been one of my biggest helpers and 
supporters for sure. Um, along with Busty and Santa Cruz and those guys, like yeah, they've always always been able to help me out. And Fox as well been really good. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to do a lot of a lot more work with those guys in the next year or so. Do a few ideas. Um, yeah, I suppose you can just Instagram is probably best. Shoot him a DM. Yeah, Mark Ross rides. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best bet. Sweet. Okay, well, thank you for coming on, and I guess you guys can give this a share if you'd like. Um, make sure you give the podcast a follow on Instagram so you can kind of see when we are doing more episodes and let us know who you'd like to chat to next. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and I'll probably put out another one in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, awesome. Sweet. Bye. Thanks for listening.